0: So let's pray this morning as we enjoy coming to the Lord. Avinu malkeinu, our Father and our King, we love you and we praise you and we honor you. And we trust in you and we, we are looking forward to seeing that all things work together for good for those who love you and are called according to your purpose. So, Father, do your will in us today. Let this program be of you, Lord, that you would be glorified. And we thank you and praise you and honor you. In the name of Yeshua, amen and amen. Well, good morning, good morning. It is good to be with you again. You know, last week as the show was going on, I was in my car uh, listening to the show, and I actually was disappointed in some things. And so I'm going to ask right off for your forgiveness, because there were some things that I said that were inaccurate. And I believe that when we're talking about the Word of God and when we're talking specifically representing the Lord we have to be extremely accurate so here are the things that I said and here are the corrections and I just want you to understand that I don't know how it happened but it happened so there it is Uh, I talked about the book of Purim. Of course, there is no book of Purim. It's obviously the book of Esther about Purim. But I mentioned that a number of times. That really disturbed me. (laughs) Secondly, when we were talking about the 70 weeks um, uh, that were up, actually, it was the 70 years that were up. Um, It was uh, Daniel, not Jeremiah. Um, Third off, even at the end when I was talking about uh, getting the book that we wanted you to have, I mentioned it's God's Anointed Times, but it's really God's Appointed Times by Barney Kasdan, and we'd love for you to get that book because it's all about the... And finally, when I was translating Adonai Tsevaot, I translated it, uh, the Lord of Righteousness, and it's really the Lord of Hosts, or armies. It comes from the root word Tseva, which means that which goes forth, or to fight, or to serve as an organized army or people accomplishing uh, a mission. So those were the things that I heard, and I uh, beg your apology. I do believe that it is important uh, not only to be correctable but teachable and making sure that we rightly divide the word of truth. and, And when we're speaking for the Lord, we have to be accurate. Uh, is interesting. I did have one email from somebody I know who uh, caught a couple of the mistakes and let me know. Now I had already found them before that email. But, you know, I appreciate somebody who does that because it shows me that they care about my program and they care about what I say. So as we go forth and we start looking at the spring feasts, and, and the feasts of the Lord. We need to see what God has said to us because this is, um, this is a very important time and, and a study that we need to do together. Also, uh, I'm looking forward to you joining me in a couple of wonderful events that we have coming up. Um, we have a Passover Seder this year. It's not going to be done the way we normally do it. We're actually going to do this Seder at our services at Shiresh David in Tampa on April 3rd. And, you know, we have a new congregation that we opened in St. Pete. If you need the phone number and address, please call us at the main office and we'll give you all the information. They uh, begin on Fridays at 7 in the evening, and so we'd love for you to visit. They also are having a Seder in their service. Theirs will be on the 10th. And so even though we won't be providing a meal, we will go through the Seder within our service. So please join us. If you want to find out more information about either of those, call us at 813-831-5673. There's another thing that we're involved in. It's uh, a community march Yes, a community march. It's called the March of Remembrance. And this is right around the time of the Holocaust Remembrance. And what we're going to do on Sunday at 5 o'clock, this is going to be so neat. We're going to walk from the Holocaust Museum in St. Pete to North Stroud Park by the water there, by the, you know, where the pier was. And then we're going to go back to the Holocaust Museum, and they're going to open it up specially for us, half price, which is $9 a person, and we'll be able to attend from 6 to 9 p.m. And at the park, we'll probably have a Holocaust survivor uh, speak for a couple minutes and, and somebody pray, and this is just a time where we can stand with Israel, stand with the Jewish people, and look, I am praying for a minimum of the thousand people walking. I want the St. Pete community to see who we are, what we stand for. I want to see the media cover this. And I am excited because I think in these times, we need to make a statement. Now, you have to understand that April 19th is... People All over the world are marching in this March of Remembrance. In fact, if you Google March of Remembrance and go to the website, you'll see all the cities across the world where people are marching, and you'll get an understanding of why. This is a key time that we need to stand together, yes, for Israel and for the Jewish people. So that's April 19th. If you need more information, you need flyers for your church, uh, or whatever, uh, call us at eight one three eight three one five six seven three three. Finally, I would mention that if anybody, we're we're doing so many Passover sages this year at churches, but if if your church is not one of those places and you'd like us to teach on the Passover or on the feast, please call us and we will be happy to have one of our rabbis come out and do so. Okay. Well, last week we talked about Purim, and, you know, there are four themes that I believe are are strong in Purim. One is God's sovereignty. God is in control. He saves his people. Secondly, uh, that how do we behave when we're persecuted? When things are going poorly, uh, how do we behave? Thirdly, there's always a Haman throughout history seeking to destroy the Jewish people, as you know, God is trying to use the Jewish people, and and uh, I believe that Hasatan Satan is trying to destroy us. And there's always one, and and we see it now in current days. And finally, Purim is a picture of our life choice to be a ready bride for Messiah. So we have to decide if we're going to be like Vashti and say we're not coming to the party or we're going to be like Esther, who was obedient, teachable, and focused on what the the mission and the goal was. So we want to see Jewish people and all people come to know Yeshua, the Messiah. Well, in a few weeks, we'll begin these spring feasts, these holy uh, holy Days and the first one of course that comes up we know is Passover and Passover certainly is all about the heart of Messiah because as we celebrate it we are celebrating in a sense his death and and so Passover is one of the Holy Days in Leviticus 23 you might want to turn to Leviticus 23 if you have your Bibles We're a bit early as the first night of Passover is Monday, April 3rd. uh, I'm sorry, Friday, April 3rd. And so, uh, again, we're hoping that you'll come and visit us at Sharesh David. By the way, it's also interesting to uh, note that the biblical new year starts March 21st. And uh, you can find that information in Exodus. As we see that God is determined that um, the biblical new year comes just before the Passover. Now, do you remember what the first holy day that is mentioned in Leviticus 23 is? Come on now, we've gone over this. If you're a first time listener, then listen up here it's the Shabbat, it's the Sabbath. See, in Leviticus 23, 1 and 2, it says, Then the Lord spoke again to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, The Lord's appointed times, which you shall proclaim as holy convocations, my appointed times are these. Now, you have to see that in verse 3 it says, for the Shabbat, work may be done for six days, but the seventh day is a Shabbat, a Sabbath of solemn rest, a holy convocation. You are to do no work. It is a Sabbath to Adonai, or to the Lord, in your dwellings. It's really important to understand that these holy days are not Jewish holidays, okay? These are biblical holy days. These are called Moedim in the Hebrew. Moedim is plural, and it means appointed times, or like meetings, to set up appointments. And so we are setting up, God has actually set up these appointments with us, And he wants us to celebrate him in certain ways. And that's what these appointed times are. So the Shabbat, which is a 24-hour period. One in seven days. Now, we celebrate that in the Messianic movement on Saturdays. Many of you celebrate it on Sundays. But, you know, the important thing is to take a 24-hour period and celebrate it. And this is a whole nother discussion and teaching on Shabbat and what you can do and what you shouldn't do. Look, we're not under the law, but... The law is written on our hearts, so we have to come to God and say, Lord, what should your special holy day, the Shabbat, the Sabbath, look like? And I think as we study Scripture, God will speak to our hearts and let us know exactly what's, what are the things we should do and what are the things we should not do. Now, the spring appointed times all deal with Yeshua. Now, I know that's hard to understand if you have Jewish friends and they're celebrating these Jewish holy days and they have no clue that Yeshua, Jesus, is in these holy days. So let's take a look and see where you will find him. Now, if you have Jewish friends, I'm asking you to speak to them and ask them, what do they believe? Ask them about the things that I'm about to tell you and see if you can get a dialogue going on so that you can question, not question in a negative way, but just ask them what they believe, so that they will be jealous of how much you know about these holy days and how you celebrate these holy days, and they will want to know what you know, which is who your Lord and Messiah is. Amen? Okay. So, these holy days either reflect what has happened or what is going to happen. The spring appointed times have all been fulfilled. And so these appointed times in the fall are all appointed times that will be fulfilled. So let's look at them. The first one which is mentioned in Leviticus twenty-three four. And you know what? I think this uh this week the only thing we're gonna have time for is really an overall review. We're really gonna get into the meat of Passover next week. But let's let's review a bit. In Leviticus twenty three four, it's a reminder of God's salvation and redemption. That's what Passover is all about. And it's, it's a reminder of going from the land of Egypt to the promised land. And isn't that what salvation is all about? We were sinners, and when we receive Yeshua as Lord, we go into the promised land, so to speak. Yes? Wouldn't you agree? We are redeemed, right? Right. Okay, then in 23.6, Leviticus 23.6, we see the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which is a reminder of the sin in our lives, and uh, certainly the fact that we need Yeshua's atonement, and also uh, the fact that he has atoned for our sins. In Leviticus 23.9, there is a Jewish holy day that honestly most Jews don't know anything about. It's called Yom Habikurim, which is the feast, the day of the first fruits. And that's Leviticus twenty three nine. It's a reminder of God's resurrection power. Then we have in Leviticus 23.15, it's not a feast day, but it's a time period. It's called Counting the Omer, and it's, a, uh, it's the time between Passover and Shavuot which we'll talk about in a second, the Feast of Weeks. And it's that time that we are to persevere with the Lord, that we are to wait on the Lord, that we are to anticipate what the Lord is going to do. And God tells us in his word in Leviticus twenty-three fifteen to count the Omer. And it's not too soon, if you want, to send or, or call us for my Counting the Omer booklet, which is like a daily devotional during this time to help us in in our strengthening of our relationship with the Lord. So counting the Omer is is a wonderful time and brings us to Shavuot. And Shavuot um, is found in Leviticus 23.16. It is the Feast of Weeks. You might know it as Pentecost, and it's an amazing holy day because not only is it a reminder of the time that God gave the law to Moses on Mount Sinai, but it also is a reminder that God gave us the power of his spirit. So on the same day, we are celebrating the law and the spirit. Does that give you something to think about? <laughs> so, um i want you to understand that these holy days are powerful and and as i said we love to go to churches and and talk about these holy days because it should strengthen your faith if you're a christian person it should strengthen your faith it should show you the faithfulness of god and it should show you how the hebrew scriptures or the old covenant Totally sinks in with the new covenant. It's it's an amazing study. I know that one of our rabbis is is teaching on that right now. Six weeks at a church, and 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 in fact, at that church, which actually is is Bethel on Hillsborough, um, they are going to host our youth led shavuot service Sunday, April uh, the twenty fourth. So I'm we're really excited about that. You know, we love to partner with people in the community, not only for spiritual things like this as an example, but just to see uh, us bring the light into our community. We are a light and it should not be hidden under a bushel. Wouldn't you agree? Now, listen, while people are arguing about the timeline of Yeshua's death and resurrection, you know, was he resurrected on Sunday? And and these are wonderful things to discuss and study, but it, it doesn't really help our walk with the Lord. We have to when we study Scripture, we have to understand what we're doing. In terms of getting knowledge, which is great, we should have knowledge, we should rightly divide the word of truth to the best we can. But we also have to really focus on being disciples, finding the heart of Messiah. So we need to do both. And as we look at uh, Passover, we have to also understand the history of the church in regards to jewish things and in regards to even passover so we see that uh there were the rulings of the council of nicaea and and it had to do with the date of easter and and things like that constantine the 1st roman empire uh in 325 this council unanimously ruled that easter should be celebrated on the first sunday after the full moon. So if the full moon should occur on a Sunday and coincide with Passover, Easter should be celebrated on the Sunday after, so Easter and Passover wouldn't be at the same time. The idea for Constantine was to separate Easter from Passover and Jewish things from what Was called Christian Things. And this wasn't the only place where the separation occurred, but this was one of the major places. Where separation occurred. And this was really, uh, look, I'm sure God is going to use all things as I pray to work together for good. And I believe that in these days we see the church coming back to the Jewishness of Yeshua the Messiah and seeking to have the foundations of their faith. And, uh, but, but there was this almost 2,000 year separation. Between Christianity and Jewish believers in Yeshua, in Jesus the Messiah, and 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 also in the Jewish community. So I think this is is slowly being rectified. We see uh, a number of uni- uh, unification movements between the groups. So. I'm really excited about what's going on. So, look, we're out of time today. Let me challenge you not just to be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. So uh, come to our events. Call us for information. Get our Counting the Omer book. uh, Help support this radio program. Uh, Come on our March, April 19th. Find out. Get flyers about it. Look. We want you not only to share um, this with your church, but we also want you to share the Heart of Messiah with your Jewish friends and give them the greatest gift you can. So, email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org or call our offices 813 831 5673. Let's close in prayer. Abba, Father. God of Israel